1: You're listening to it, Tom and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loudcast. One of them has a body built for sin, and the other has an appetite for passion. Stick around, you'll find out who. I'm Mitch LaFawn from Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. What's up there, KISS Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shouting Out Loudcast. Episode 144. KISS Mailbag 3.
0: Wow. We're making that round again. The Mailbag 3. And we love mailbag episodes, Zeus. Why do we love mailbag episodes? Um, I don't know. <laughs> why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> okay. there's no homework involved in a mailbag oh, episode.
2: that's
1: right. That's right. We're I-
0: thinking. We're thinking off the cuff, baby.
1: Yeah, I thought it was something to do, like, oh, mailbag, ball bag, something like that. That's separate.
0: That's a separate issue. Separate episode. Yeah, that's for Patreon.
1: Yeah. We're starting off with flying colors, right? (laughs) Yes, we always do. Yeah. (laughs) Ball Ball bag.
0: Yeah. If you're over under on foul mouth words was 10 (laughs) seconds, you win. If you took the under
1: (laughs) ball bag. Okay. Um, So. We uh, got to watch our Red Sox beat the Yankees. Yeah, Joey (laughs) (laughs) Casada. I've been torturing him all day. Good (laughs) fucking Joey (laughs) Casada in his (laughs) New York Yankees. Oh, it's a long one. It's gone. It's gone. (laughs) Wait a minute. What did I miss? (laughs) Where did that ball go? (laughs) Why is he on first base? (laughs) Uh, Because it was a long single.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The brilliant, brilliant calls by those idiots. <laughs> yes, yes. Ugh,
2: love but
1: it. We're not doing a uh, sports cast here. 617-555-0850. Well, the flax line is cooking here over on the uh, Ted Nation. And uh, we're going to be talking about why does Fenway not have a retractable roof? <laughs> call us right now. Yes. Who is the guy with the Yankees <laughs> used to call up the Big shot? Hey, yeah, uh, Yankees are winning again this year. Ooh, Frank, from, ooh, Frank from Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> Frank from Gloucester. That's it. Hey, oh, oh, the Red Sox, I got eliminated again. <laughs> Remember Butchie from
0: the Cape? Butch, Butchie from the Cape. One of my favorites was the man on the way up.
1: <laughs> from the wine like, line. Yeah, because I think he said, oh, yeah, I'm on the way up or something. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. like, "Oh, don't make fun of me. And then when Butchie from the Cape died, yes. somebody was imitating him. Yeah, it was, but, it was like
0: Butchie from the Grave or something. <laughs> no, like I thought that. it was the ghost of Butchie from yeah, the Cape.
1: Yeah. What about oh. Pete Stugatz Shepard? <laughs> uh, uh, Fred Smurless <laughs> and Steve Diossi. <laughs> With a pink elephant. Steve. Fred Smurless. Set like the Greek American culture back forty years when they let oh, him talk it. on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just Isn't glad it? he wasn't. I'm just glad he wasn't in the
1: Italian yeah. group because well, you're know, Leonard Maloney's pitter patter with his feet, a patter. He loved to say pitter patter. Remember? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lawrence Maloney. Oh yeah,
0: the good old uh, days of Boston sports radio. Now it's just friggin
1: Felger and Maz, <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah, I know it sucks. Fucking bozos. Yep. Oh, well, we do a kiss podcast. Let's get back to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's do it.
1: So last week we talked about the infamous Rolling Stone magazine cover and the article, which uh, all the knives are out and the uh, original four were going at it. So yep. uh, I'm sure we did a poll. And what was that poll all about?
0: Yeah, so we said uh, f- the uh, the article featured some uh, eye-opening comments from the original members, and then we said, who do you think came out of this looking the best? Oh. Proof that you people don't read the fucking article. <laughs> yeah. You just vote because you like Paul. Yeah, because thankfully, no surprise, Ace Frehley <laughs> came in first with 36%, but then Paul at 33%, come on, people, read read. I know it's hard. And then Gene comes in third with 26% and then poor Peter
1: 5%. You know, people look at that as like, who's your favorite? Absolutely. No doubt. It's no fucking. And and then the ace Cult goes on top. Nobody read that. I'm sorry. I know it's an opinion, but I like to almost think of it as a fact. Gene came out the best in there. It's not even close.
0: Not even close. Yep. A couple comments here. Lee Bruton. Jesus, man, what's wrong with Paul? He doesn't need to act that way. I voted for Ace as he comes across as the lovable oaf we know. Uh, King Kusano, Paul's an asshole. Gene's <laughs> an asshole, but somewhat redeems himself. Peter is Peter, but Ace, you cannot help but like his dumb ass even more. Is that what I do? Uh, Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone says, Paul came out looking the best? Wow. Maybe the best asshole. Okay. Our buddy, I Love It Louder, Gene always looks the best because when he needs forgiveness, he mostly gets it. He just doesn't take himself too seriously. It's endearing in an ace kind of way, hashtag ace cult. John Schaefer, I went back and reread the article again and believe that the article accurately represents each of them, good and bad. I'm going to pass on who looks best. I'll choose all were honest. Oh, come on, John. Graham Richley, anyone who voted for Paul as looking the best in this article, please explain he was savage in belittling every other member of the original lineup. Yes, that's true. Uh, Buddy Steve, Paul doesn't come out of this very well at all. Uh, Our buddy West Beach, ace, always ace. He seems the most honest with the least agenda. Eh. Alessandro Rook, here's a great one. He says Rolling Stone can eat a bag of dicks. They're too busy revising their top 100 list to be more woke and give the boss five stars for every new album. Kiss never should have walked into this hit piece. That's a good point right there. Um, yeah, Zeus, you jumped into it and it says, no way people are reading the article and voting. Paul is at his vindictive worst and ace is a mess. Oh, I did fall down a flight <laughs> of stairs 40 minutes later. Dr. Van Halen says, Bruce Kulick, just by virtue of not being interviewed. That's a good one. Yep. Um, Our buddy Nige, Gene for me. Yes, he's always the blunt corporate guy, but he also comes across as a thoughtful human being. Ace is hilarious. As always, Peter is whiny and a bit deluded. And Paul, how can Paul be currently leading this poll? Worst I've ever seen him. Oh, and then here comes a British insult. Utter cockwomble. I don't know what that's that's a a good good word. That is a great. Clem Carruthers says ace. Plus flight of stairs equals win. Okay. Keith Roachford, easily gene, although he shows his business side. He comes off as a caring individual who misses the guys. He started this journey with Peter is still a crybaby. Ace is ace. And Paul is an unhappy, vindictive prick. Okay. You nailed it with that. I'm not going to argue there. Uh, and then a couple comments just generally about the, uh, the article in the episode. Sean Hammond. I started your episode and then I went back and reread the article first because I knew that your review and commentary would be great. Of course it was. And I laughed out loud when you were commenting on Ace's portion, especially the bisexual revelation. Thanks. That uh, was good stuff, Sean. Thanks, buddy. Um, let's see. MD, just finished listening to this episode. And first things first, great stuff. That is a lot to digest. I know I read that article at the time, but now I know I got to read it again. Uh, oh, then he makes some comments about our volume level when we drop in
1: YouTube. You do.
0: And Star? Star? Says it oh. scared the shit out of him. Well. Jesus Christ. You'll be you'll be okay, Mark. We love you, buddy.
1: Oh, Jesus. It sounds like, uh, you know, you're getting a little overreactive to this. Uh, well, you know, I'm hurt. All things that we can do for I'm
0: you. I'm very hurt. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Ken in Satan's service. This episode had me laughing out loud so hard. Great stuff. I always wish that Kiss would have told Rolling Stone and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to both go fuck themselves. Rolling Stone are a bunch of aging music snobs, and who needs a hall when we have an army? Long live Cukes, King, and Pisscakes. <laughs> uh Joel Hoffman. It really sucks that our band has to be completely antagonistic towards each other for 50 years. Members come and go in every single band. Why is Kiss different? One reason's the makeup. If Kiss never wore makeup, switching band members would be no problem. They're a bunch of gossiping women. All right. Uncle Steve chimes in again. Iron Maiden zone. So love this and your last episode. Ace's voice with everything is so funny. It's sad how bitter and vindictive Paul comes across. Certainly a 180 from Paul's current persona. Yes. Gene and Ace come across as lovable. Pete comes across like he does in his book, the victim with self-esteem issues. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the one thing they got out of it. Uh, One more comment here. I'll finish up on Twitter again from our buddy, Nige. He never disappoints. As expected, Paul comes out of this looking like a dick. Worse, an unpleasant bully who demeans his bandmates to promote himself. I felt angry reading this, and now he's miraculously reinvented himself as a renaissance man, as you call him, Zeus. I call bullshit. Sorry, but you're a fraud, Mr. Stanley. Oof, Good stuff. Thanks, Nige. Good stuff. That's Twitter.
1: What do you got? Um, Nige is also the one that used the word cockwomble.
0: Yes. Always good stuff from Nige.
1: So I looked it up, and here we are on Urban Dictionary. A person, usually male, prone to making outrageously stupid statements (laughs) and or inappropriate behavior while generally having a very high opinion of their own wisdom and importance
0: damn that is the that is exactly the right word nige wow
1: Buckwomble. i like it oh Woo. can All we get right.
0: shirts can we get shirts made with that word across <laughs> it or no
1: yeah i think it's a good idea over yeah. on uh, the book of face tom okay you know when we got our stuff up and uh fucking zuckerberg <laughs> Was well, not crying in his tears. Yeah, his the big, tears the big tears. shutdown. Yeah. Uh, some people had time to go in and put something. One of them was our buddy, Kevin Chepson All right. Guys, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? What are you going to talk about? I absolutely love this in capital letters. Guys, that's why you are seriously the greatest podcast out there. Ooh. I read it when it came out and was wondering but never analyzed it. You guys are so creative. Are you Black Ace from the Phantom? (laughs) So good, guys. You are the best. Wow. Nerds. Then read his
0: next comment.
1: Wow. Someone was drinking. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to straighten out this funny little drinking problem I got. (laughs) You like drinking? Of course you like drinking. Who don't? Let me ask you a question. Do you like drinking? Well, you like drinking. Who the hell don't? <laughs> got to love Jepson.
0: You gotta love nothing's, Uncle- no, nothing, nothing's better than drunk Facebooking.
2: <laughs> yeah, nothing's
1: better than Uncle Jemima's mash liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Black people ain't are you know, rolling with pride on a of you making flapjacks. <laughs> that is one of the greatest skits ever you like drinking. Hey, what are you waving at? <laughs> don't get me involved. Um, <laughs> Tyler Keeley. Critics never got it. Rolling Stone to this day still doesn't. but That's okay. I guess being accepted by aging hippies is not on top of my priority list.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We know who said that. Yep. Yep.
1: It was a, it was a <laughs> Graham Richley over on our Loudcasters page, which is continuously growing. Love it. Yep. Um, amazing review of a breathtaking article. Overall, it's pretty disappointing to hear a band publicly exposing the other members' flaws and is a behind-the-scenes view that is both fascinating yet sad. The standout fact for me is that this was in 2014, and Gene and Paul were still torn together and on the cruise together, and yet Paul clearly had no problem demeaning Gene in an interview. I truly hope Paul has changed since then and even partially believes the positive stuff he now tweets. About Because the person in this interview portrays is brutal and toxic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic analysis, boys. Thank you, buddy. Love. Thank you. Yes, Uh, absolutely. uh, Jason Warden. Another great thing about your podcast is you do not play favorites. You call it like you see it. Bearing a being, I think you want to say being a fan since the mid 80s. I follow them ever since, despite the lineup changes. Guess that makes me team Gene and Paul. But the article is tough to enjoy. I may be naive, but why was a band that hasn't played together in over 20 years featured and inducted? I get the magic of the original lineup, but other lineups lasted longer and should have been inducted. You think if Springsteen had another band for the last 20 years after the E Street Band, they would have uh, subjected to this bullshit? Mm. Then on Gene and Paul's side, they seem to really want everyone to know they are Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Paul reminded the crowd last week in Austin of that fact. (laughs) He does it every week. Yep. Every show, every show he does it. Yep. Also, it's amazing. They even give the time of the day to a magazine that has always despised them and ignored the death of Eric Carr. As always, you stir up the emotions about my favorite band. In closing, if Paul is the dictator, Dick Cheney of the band, Pete is definitely Sarah Palin, not (laughs) the sharpest. (laughs) Nice. Good yeah. stuff, buddy. Thank you. I always yeah, appreciate your absolutely comments. Absolutely. Great comment. Thank you. Uh, Kelly, Jim Blair. I'm not mistaken. Did they uh, win the comment of the week last week? They may have. I think they
0: were the ones who were going to do the friggin' whoopie there with uh, Mongoloid man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> Another fantastic episode. Wait, did I just say making whoopie like the <laughs> newlywed game? Yeah. Okay. There are Chuck Eubanks, whatever his name is. The whoopee. Uh, Oh, don't go there (laughs) Uh, Another fantastic episode I think that Ace came out looking the most sincere And personable among the 2014 Rolling Stones article Provided that he got the alloyed 40, I think he meant to say allotted 40 minutes to recall some memories Interesting about the album cover Of Lick It Up Unveiling for the world the band without makeup It would have been cool if the album cover Had the band members holding boat paddles, white water rafting, and straddling Gene's uncle raft.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, my, my uncle's a raft. Oh,
1: man. All right. Over on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, what? <laughs> Marty White. I think something was wrong with the question I got in this week's poll. It asked, which of these three people is the most miserable? Cukes, piss cakes or paul stanley i picked (laughs) piss cakes but the correct answer was paul stanley i can see that's right but why is a poll a test
0: wow okay
1: mr antonio 2005 yes yeah he'll be featured in a little bit i think oh no he was featured last week yes all right rolling stone magazine and kiss on the cover this combination is bizarre as that scene in kiss meets the Phantom where paul I am the center of the universe. Stanley is playing guitar to Beth when A should have been. Gene is actually <laughs> yep. now my favorite member because he doesn't bullshit me. Come on, don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit me. He gets to the point whether I agree or disagree with him, and he admits to having warts like us all. Cheers to the Mongoloid man!
0: By the way, we found that audio.
1: Yeah, we it's played b- Mongoloid. Man. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <sighs> I love it. Yeah,
1: it's a (laughs) mongoloid, man. Uh, And finally, Montreal Voots.
0: Yeah, Costa.
1: Kudos, guys. I really enjoyed this episode and had read this article back then and never gave it much thought at the time. But your analysis and breakdown reveals how the writer was able to expose the true characters of the four, especially at that point. If the reader is not aware of the four's musical and personality issues before and or after the article, he would possibly believe that Ace is a maligned, aloof, and misunderstood artist. Peter is an underappreciated, from the slums, resentful, vengeful drummer. Gene is a pompous, money-driven, and selfish member, while Paul must be the proud foundation and brains of the band and has humbly carried the group through the decades, whether from songwriting, album creation, or management perspective. The truth of the course is that Ace is and has always been his own worst enemy. Flake, act Peter, an impulsive hothead who probably raised hell to stir things up, which probably rattled the rest of the Kiss management team, who were then happy to see him exit. Gene is really what Kiss is all about, including the first attraction in the band, personifying a confident image and sound that a fan at a show follows closely and not forget. Yes, he has a huge, self-admitted ego and chases the dollar but he respects the path that led him there and advises anyone listening that he could also realize their dreams cue in when you wish upon a star music Paul on the other hand is the only member constantly wearing a costume and mask pre-post-pandemic when he speaks to the media or sadly even to the fans except this article which captures him for what he really is a miserable jealous spiteful and immature bully. Oof, yes. It's as, if, it's as if, if Kiss broke up in 1975 and had never realized the riches and fames that they did, and he's still pissed off at the other three for screwing things up while reminiscing about it. What the fuck? The guy has made more money than any of the others, but he still has to resort to criticizing anything. That has to do with another member's contribution to the music and the band. And does so when someone is recording or writing. Imagine someone gets stuck with him on the cruise. Listening to him whine about his childhood. His ear. His prosciutto. I could see Zeus suplexing him into the water. Uh-oh. Love the show.
0: Wow. Thanks, man.
1: Great comments. Woof. Good wow. analysis. Yeah. I like it. That? Yeah. <laughs> And, Tom, you want to wrap up? You got
0: something left? We do. We have a Facebook DM from Mark Kiss Aussie. <clears throat> Hello, you guys. I just want to say your show is excellent, especially episode 20, the rock and roll over review of the album. That show was your best show ever. I like your reviews of the album. You guys are excellent. I ride around in my wheelchair listening to you guys all the time. I'm at an assisted living place and you are a breath of sunshine to listen to every day. I'm handicapped and I love you guys. One complaint. (laughs) This is great, man. Mark, we love you. Can you please knock down the cursing? Because my friends here at the assisted living place, they do not like your cursing. It doesn't matter to me, but it matters to them They don't want to listen to that. Thank you, your friend, Mark Kiss Aussie. First of all, Mark, thank you for taking the time to write us. We appreciate it. God bless you. And I'm glad that you're enjoying our show and that it gives you uh, a breath of sunshine and a smile. Uh, As for your friends at the assisted living place, it's going to be very difficult for us to not curse during the show. Uh, We'll try to do the best we can, but we can't make any promises. But that being said, Mark, we wish you the best. We're glad you're enjoying the show and that you wrote to us. And for that, you are comment of the week.
2: Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Woohoo!
1: Thank you, Mark. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we always like to give a shout out to our Patreon family members. So Patreon is where uh, people can contribute and help out the show. And uh, we give uh, a couple of perks back and we think of it as a nice little tight knit family. Last Friday, we did our first full Patreon uh, live video. Me, Tom, uh, we actually had brought a surprise guest, Sonny Pony, to join us. <laughs> and we had a fucking riot. It was about oh, yeah. an hour. It was supposed to be an hour. It was like an hour and a half, two hours. Yep. I don't know what it was. We yep. had guys on from Australia. We had guys on from the UK. Fucking awesome. Shooting the shit. Ask questions. Brought up uh, episode ideas, thoughts. It was so much fun. We had a blast, and I got to tip my hat to all of you guys. It was so fucking awesome to see people's faces come in. You know, everyone's shooting the shit. We got to meet like special celebrities like Mrs. Nige.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Um, and others that came on the show. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It really was. And amongst that, you know, uh, with Patreon, it helps us out. We like to give something back, obviously for the support that we get, and it's been uh, started. We started this year, and it's already, you know, grown beyond what we thought it would grow. And we love having the family; they've been awesome, and uh, we we can't uh, thank them enough. In fact, we actually have a couple of new family members that we need to give a shout out to, Tom, Mm -hmm. and first is Facebook group Loudcasters MVP. That is Mr. Sterlino.
0: Oh, hell yes. Yes, you know him well if you're part of the Loudcasters Facebook group.
1: Oh, he is fucking a riot. Understands us, gets us, puts up some of the most hilarious memes and stuff. I think he just did one of our old Stonehill uh, lines where someone said, is that a positive thing?
0: Yeah, that was great. Yep. Where
1: we try to defend ourselves in our in our suite at Stonehill after we did only a minimum amount of damage for the week, we said, "Well, <laughs> you know, we only broke one desk and only three chairs in the lobby." And then the dean said, "Is that a positive is thing? That, is that a positive thing yeah. for us? It is." Yeah. yeah, and then he went out to point to the to the picture of the four or five. Naked ladies bent over on motorcycles with the fattest. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, you know, Mar- sorry, Mar- Mark. Mar-
0: Mark, you might want to skip this next <laughs> yeah. 10 seconds for your uh, your friends
1: with these naked women, their ass bent over on a motorcycle with the fattest snap of flaps going like from <laughs> <on> the back. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? And he points to like, I think it was like, uh, what was her name? Kathy Ireland holding. Yeah, it was like, it was Patrick's like, it was like a, day it, it yeah, it was
0: like a St. Patrick's day, like Bush light poster <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: and he's like, I think that's sexy enough. Take that poster down. He literally said,
0: I think that's sexy enough. <laughs> like he was like disgusted. Cause that, that thing that we're talking about, that was like a hustler centerfold. Yeah, that was yeah. like, hang it up.
1: Philbo put that up. <laughs> it's like,
0: the fucking- first of all, that just shows you how old, how long ago we went to
1: college. Hustler was a thing. (laughs) Five chicks bent over on motorcycles with their flaps all. (laughs) (laughs) People walking by, like the fucking house cleaners, like what the fuck, you know. But, anyways, um, getting back to it, uh, Storlino knows us, and he's uh, he's picked up on our our inside jokes, and he fucking throws them out perfectly timed. And I think I believe he told us that he was like 26 years old, which is oh, insane. God. Wow. Well, we want to tip our hat to Sterlino. Yep. In addition, there's a Justin Chamberlain who just joined our family too. Woo. Justin, thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. And you know, sometimes we don't recognize names because from our feedback and stuff like that, right. So make sure you give us a shout out, Justin, let us know. Uh, We thank you as well for jumping in and helping out and becoming part of the Patreon family. Uh, It's greatly appreciated and uh, we can't wait. Unfortunately, we found out at least from the video that not anyone's going to be joining us on the kiss cruise. Right. But uh, if they are, please let us know. Mm -hmm. And anybody else is willing or able and capable of joining and wants to please look up, uh patreon go to the app patreon.com or you can find patreon in the notes and you can uh find out what that's all about And if that's something you're interested take a look
0: yeah absolutely you guys are the best i mean the, the, to see the patreon family grow every week especially like we like we just said justin and sterlino it's great and we can't thank you guys enough it, it helps the show we truly appreciate your generosity and your involvement and support of the show uh, and I just want to add some comments about last Friday's um, live chat that we had. You guys, that was fantastic. Ton of fun. We were just talking about Kiss and the album review crew episodes and music in general, the difference between things happening overseas in Australia and the UK and the United States. And it was just great. I mean, different time zones, people awake and half asleep
1: yeah, and talking about yeah. this and
0: that. I mean, it, it, it was just a blast. You, you guys are just just awesome uh, we just can't thank you guys enough. So just great stuff. And and thank you again.
1: Yeah, great. We have a great group of people there. Yep. And everybody that gets involved and in it out loudcast family, everyone yes. that gets into the feedback, the comments, the reviews and all that stuff. Yep, we love you. And uh, yep. the show wouldn't be the same without you guys. And we can't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. So that being said, let's move on to kiss world. What's going on there?
0: Well, the tour is rolling along. Everybody's healthy, knock on wood, and uh, we're getting unbelievably and excitedly close to the cruise. Uh, it's only a few weeks. We, we are now counting down days. If you want to, now, yeah. Uh, so it, the the excitement is palpable for everybody. Uh, it's gonna be, it's
1: it's gonna be fucking insane. Tom sent found a photo of like the wrong crew cabin. Oh and my it god! It looked like it looked like three cabin three of the beds like put against together so from one end of the wall to the other are just small beds in a tiny room and then one double and Tom's like I'm not doing this
0: I swear to God I thought that was our cruise. so the bed the the room it's a it had two beds but then in order for four people to sleep they slide it literally looked like a fucking ambulance (laughs) stretcher (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that they slide in between two beds. And then there's another like fold down bunk bed. I'm like, there's no, we're going to be dead. We're never going to do yeah. this. And then I realized that that's not our room that we actually have like a bigger, like suite where it has yeah. more space. Thank God.
1: And I'm like, dude, there's no way a podcast is going on the top bunk. They're going to fucking kill us. So hopefully I'm like, Oh, Danny's a thin person. So Danny's like fucking non podcasting material. And then yeah. I'm thinking out loud. I'm like, we got two fucking Indians, one Italian and one Greek. I'm like the amount of black hairs are going to be on these white sheets by the end of the dude, week. Gonna dude, it is going to be it is going to be the hairiest,
0: smelliest cabin on the boat. <laughs> My it's going to smell. It is going to
1: smell like if you think the buffet is going <laughs> to smell bad. Yeah, it's, I think what I said to, uh, to 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 poor Danny. i was like, it's going to smell of. Hot, sick ass infested uh, oh, with cheese, dirty feet. It's, it's fucking like just, back just, backwash just, puke. Just, it's just going to be brutal.
0: It's going to be brutal.
1: <laughs> and he's like, oh, fucking, fucking great. <laughs> poor
0: Dan, poor, poor really? Danny, because I, I, I think I don't think Danny knows what he's in for. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll try to be on it. We'll start off on our best behavior, but it's going to deteriorate rapidly.
1: Yeah. Sonny's already got a playlist for everyone doing games. Oh yeah! Oh, Everyone yeah. pick two songs here. Do this. It's going to be fucking outrageous. Now it's good. We we you know we we had our conversation on Patreon the other night. But what about you guys out there? Who that is a listener is going to be on the Kiss Cruise? Yeah, please Reach tell us. To us. Absolutely, Reach out to us. We definitely want to meet up with you guys. Yeah, have some drinks. Throw somebody in the pool. You know, bounce up and down, you know, you do backflips, you <laughs> juggle, you know, you fall off the cruise, you know. We all laugh. What do you do? Backflips, you jump up there in a silly suit. What do you do? We need people to join us when we
0: friggin' throw shit at Paul during the acoustic <laughs> yeah. silhouette set.
2: They started throwing things out? yes, because of certain reasons. You know, I used to wear little shorts on the job and whatnot, and they would fire bricks and little pipes and bottles of beer at me and whatnot.
1: When we're fucking drinking like we are at college and just Drink a bottle of beer and then just throw it against the wall and smash it in front of people. Yeah. Is it possible to get thrown off a cruise ship in <laughs> yeah. the middle of the ocean? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. But please let us know if you're going to be on the cruise.
0: Yeah. So so anyway so anyways yeah. back to the back to news. So again the tour the cruise is heating up uh, and then uh, today Paul did a little thing uh, with Ultimate Classic Rock uh, and of course the headline is Paul Stanley reveals new plans for the end of the Kiss farewell tour. Nothing nothing new here. Uh, Paul says, I believe strongly by the beginning of 2023, we will be finished. Um, He said, it's a different time than when we had pondered farewells tours in the past. Um, You know, this is going to be the real deal. He says, it's physically, it's incredibly demanding what we do. Uh, You know, he said, of course, he talks about what, like what Gene says. I got 30 plus pounds of gear on. There's a point where you go, you know what? This is more challenge than I want. I can only do this as long as I can do it smiling. Um, and then, of course, they start talking about the uh, you know former band members. You know, they asked him a question of whether Kiss will be joined by people like Ace and Bruce. And, of course, Paul says, honestly, we haven't really thought that far down the road. We're having a ball. The show is everything I would like to see the band history culminate in. And then he kind of catches himself saying this about former members. In one way or another, every night, all the former band members are represented by the songs we're doing. So is that his way of saying, oh, yeah, we're representing all the band members. But anyways, um, you know, he says, despite an end to the touring, Stanley's certain the band will not be going away. Uh, he says, Kiss, the so much more than music. And then he talks, then they mention the, uh, the 45th anniversary super deluxe box set of Destroyer and the Netflix biopic called Shout It Out Loud, talking about the A&E biography and all that stuff. So nothing really, you know, breaking news, just Paul grabbing a mic and kind of trying to stay relevant with ultimate classic rock. So.
1: Yeah. I saw something about John five talking. I think our buddy uh, Jeremy sent us a DM that he interviewed John five and John five said something about like him doing some music with Peter. Yes. I'm like, yes. Awesome. Love hearing that.
0: So yeah, Jeremy was doing a, 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 an episode with John five and he, he just said he's written a bunch of songs with Peter and feeling super inspired and playing and singing a lot. So I, I, that was a stunning revelation. Uh, John five is supremely talented, but doing something with Peter, Chris, that just seems interesting, but uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, so, yeah, that was something that we recently saw as well. Uh, but other than that, again, the tour's rolling along and people are getting fired up for the uh, for the cruise. So it's about yeah. it for right now.
1: Yeah. The tour's moving along. Uh, you know, every day that they able to play together, I still think is a lucky day for us. Absolutely. I, you know, we all bitch, especially us about the set list and stuff but I'm glad that they're all healthy and they're still alive and they're still yep. doing something. So. Absolutely. It could always be worse. So, yep. anyway. Agreed. Uh, Tom, before we uh move forward to the topic which is the mail bag, um give me a second while I uh scratch my ball bag. <laughs> oh fucking no. Here we go. We're back
0: from that escapade of Zeus's, uh, and uh, I wasn't having anything to do with any bags of balls. It's <laughs> bags of mail that we're going to be working on tonight.
2: Ooh! Oh. Oof!
1: Oh. I will not be cleaning your cruise ship room. No. I think a herder is on the cruise ship. Oof. Your boys are gross! Gross! I can't believe I'm seeing you again. You fucking assholes! Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Tom, we're doing a meal. We're doing a mailbag episode? Woohoo! We love the mailbag episode. We love hearing from you guys. We
0: sent out that famous red button on our social media, and you guys fired off some great questions. Some of them are fun, some of them are legitimate, some of them are stupid and silly. But we're going to try to get to a few tonight. Well, who knows how how this will go? If we don't get to your question tonight mm-hmm. for the mailbag episode, I do have them all in a uh, in a file, so eventually you you could be question of the week. Uh, so if we don't get to them all, which I can tell you right now, we're not going to, because thanks to you guys, we got a ton, which is fantastic. So, yep. um, we're going to start off with something a little stupid here, mm. courtesy of our good friend, Mister Oh Okay, this is this is a this is a rapid fire question. Gonna, this is what, what, what I said about stupid and fun. So we're going to start off with this. Okay, he starts off by saying all current and former members are in play. Okay. Rapid fire, Zeus. Hey, okay. most likely to jump out of a plane with a parachute.
1: Um, fuck, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I'll say. Uh, I don't Tommy Thayer.
0: All right, I'm going to say ace for that one.
1: No, I, wait, I need a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust myself. To be honest <laughs> with you. All
0: right. Who would have made the best looking
1: woman? Um, Definitely not Gene. Oh, I would say, um, you know what? Eric Singer with the blonde hair. In the chubby face. In the, you know, Eric Singer from the 90s. Okay, that's
0: good. Uh, Look, I'm just going to say the obvious answer. Paul. Oh,
1: well, before he became crooked, man. (laughs) It's all all fucking deformed and shit. (laughs) Most likely to call Gene an idiot.
0: Oh, Paul. Ah. Paul would say,
1: you're an idiot to his his face. Peter Peter would do that. Okay. I think you'd call him an asshole. You wouldn't call him an idiot. Okay. That's true. That's true. Most likely to sleep with a teddy bear tonight. Um, (sighs) I I keep forgetting about probably, uh, I don't know, teddy bear sensitive. Paul. See, I was gonna
0: say Paul too, but then I'm thinking of space bear with ace, but I don't want ace to be the answer to all of these.
1: I hear you. All right. Most likely to get punched. Um Gene <laughs> Gravity. Would you like to come with me? My boyfriend's on there, but I'm Gene Simmons. boom right in the face. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, I'm gonna say Peter because he's gonna go up and say something or push something or just be inappropriate and just be like, what the fuck? Somebody's okay. just gonna turn around and roundhouse them. Yeah, I can see All that. Right. Most likely to eat Pop Tarts for breakfast.
1: Oh, that could be anybody. Uh that could uh, be I, anybody. I don't think Ace is getting up before breakfast. <laughs> so maybe let's be let's be generous. Let's throw a Barty Eric Carr one. Eric Carr.
0: Yeah, he's a fu- he's a fun guy. I could see that.
1: Uh careful with this next one. Most likely to pick up a penny off the floor. Gene, without a fucking <laughs> second. And I don't care how that sounds. It's fucking reality.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: All right. Who could oh, be the oh, next? Oh, where are you, you going? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, okay. Just what I'm saying. You got to jump in there too. Most likely to
0: be the next guest host on Jeopardy. Uh, I would say Gene. Gene could yeah, pull that off pro- in a pro- second. Pro- probably, probably Gene. Yeah, probably Gene.
1: The next one to fall off the stage. Um falling off the stage. Yes, um, that's ace. Yeah, that's I was going to say, that, but that seems too easy is because it's the fucking most easy answer because it's accurate.
0: Yeah, I know it is. It is hey,
1: curly. Oh, God. oh, shit. Bob Dole fell. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Poonie, you got the first question. Thanks, buddy. Now we're going to get to some serious, thoughtful kiss questions here from our buddy, Jason Worden. And he asked, this is on Facebook, why do you think that songs like A Million to One and Turn on the Night, that they were hoping to be bigger hits, were not? Was this due to fatigue of the band? Then he says, I just for the life can't understand why a song like Turn on the Night or even Hide Your Heart were not bigger. They
1: were perfect songs for the error. Goes along with the image. Kisses an aging band. I-, I don't know, but sometimes I'm like, but see, Kiss never got the original respect that Aerosmith did because Aerosmith still turned it around and got hits out of those. I think if Aerosmith took those songs and made them theirs, they would be hits.
0: Yeah, I, th- I yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the stigma of of Kiss. Yes. It was it was it was 80s Kiss. Oh look, they took off the makeup. They're trying to be they're trying to be an 80s pop glam hair band. And, and you're right. And unfortunately, the Kiss was so stigmatized by critics that even great songs like that. Really yeah, couldn't pull and- them up. Pull them. Up. I mean, hide your heart. Hide your, hide your heart was a mild hit. It had the video, Um, but yeah, a million to one and turn on the night. They, those were just buried, unfortunately.
1: But the other thing is, Kiss made the top ten with like Beth, yeah, forever, and I was made for loving you, right? Yeah, yeah. They weren't making it with their general rock songs, correct? So like Aerosmith and stuff could get away with it. So when they got into the '90s and '80s, doing that shit. They couldn't pull it off, whereas Aerosmith could, because they were getting their songs there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they would just just stigmatize. We say this all the time. Oh, like you said, if Aerosmith did that song, or if Bon Jovi did that song, it'd be huge hits, or if Def Leppard did that
1: song, it'd be huge hits. Yeah, I look to the bands. Which band could get their rock songs on the charts, not their fucking ballads on the charts?
0: Right. No, you're right. You're right. All right, great stuff, Jason. Thanks, buddy. Next, we go to Daniel Reeve on Facebook. If after Kiss retires, following the conclusion of the end of the road tour, do you think that a band consisting of Tommy Thayer, Eric Singer, and Bruce Kulick, and a bass player to be named later would be viable for success? Not saying that it's going to happen, but let's just say that they announced that.
1: No, I mean, we've talked about this. So if you still had Tommy and Eric and then put like uh, a Todd Kearns to be the front man, gene for a little while stayed on then gene dropped off and somebody else came in yeah i think that's viable i think that's still considered a kiss band
0: yeah i I, i'll be honest with you daniel i think that's a fantastic idea i think if you took tommy thayer eric singer bruce kulik and brought in like you said a a, a todd kearns or 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 i mean i'll be honest i i I love i love all three of those guys voices tommy eric and bruce so they could they could carry lead or they could rotate the way the band kiss did itself where everybody took different leads, but I'm thinking, but, Tom. but I, th- I, I, but th- well,
1: go ahead. No, go ahead. Kiss as it is a four member for right. identities. Bruce can't be in that,
0: but I'm not ta- I don't think he's necessarily referring to this as, as a kiss band. I think he's saying former kiss members creating like a spinoff slash supergroup making like original music, like a, a new band. Yeah, but mar- I would, that, I'd get into that anyways, but if it's, kiss, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, 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 th- I think that would be awesome. I mean, look, Bruce is successful now he's doing grand funk. I mean, it's not my thing, but Bruce is in it, which is cool. Uh, but I would love to see like, like a kiss spinoff band. And honestly, I'd rather see that than kiss 2.0, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of guys wearing the band members makeup doing whatever. I think that would be a fun idea. So, Daniel, thank you, buddy. That's a that's a good question. I appreciate that. That's a good one. Um, what do we got next? And uh, okay, this this could be kind of a an interesting one. Kind of probably a quick answer, but we're going to ask because it's our good buddy West Beach from Twitter, and he says, "Would you guys ever consider reviewing a punk rock or new wave band for your album review crew? For example, the Ramones, the Sex Pistols, or Blondie."
1: Blondie, maybe. I don't want to do Ramones. And I certainly don't want to do the sex
0: pistols. Punk rock, I'll be honest with you, it's not my thing. New wave stuff. I love I love that kind of stuff in the 80s. Stuff like Blondie, or even I mean, if you even considered like new wave, like I know it was poppy stuff, but so was Blondie. But even like the cars or like you know, something like that, definitely that I I love new wave stuff. That was that was that's MTV stuff. Uh punk yeah. rock though, punk rock though, West. I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not in our wheelhouse. Um, I respect the Ramones. I respect the sex pistols, but you can't rule out something like new wave. I'll be honest with you. And I know, I know, I think Sonny's kind of into that stuff too. So that could definitely be an option. Um, Wes, thanks buddy. As always, we appreciate the interaction. Good question. We'll see what happens. All right. Our buddy, Adam Nickmeyer on Facebook being a smart ass with this question, but of course, we're going to give him the respect he deserves as two guys with almost cartoonish Beantown accents. First of all, don't say anything beantown don't you find it hypocritical to constantly mock other people's accents mostly referring to ace
1: you want to start this one zeus i make fun of fat people too i make fun of fucking stupid people i make fun of people who make bad decisions guess what that can also apply to me too i don't give a fuck are you serious with this one? Oh, oh it's you? Adam. It's it's Adam Nickmeyer. He's not serious. No, oh, you you can't be making fun of people with your cartoonish butt. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! Fucking You know what I say to shit like this, Tom? Go eat a fucking bag of oh, dicks, Adam.
2: Shut the fuck up! I'm gonna kill you! You do not treat me like this!
1: Go eat a bag of Nick Myers. Yeah, exactly. Are you fucking kidding with that stupid thing? First of oh, all, we first can't of all, do we can't do impressions now. Oh, for, okay. For, first, first of all, I want to refer to the term he was
0: hypocritical. That, that hypocritical would mean that we're, we're that we're making fun of Ace, but like nobody can make fun of us or so whatever. I don't do whatever the fuck you want. You just made fun of us by saying we have cartoonish accents. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? But anyways, Adam, we love you, buddy. Good stuff. But you're right. We will constantly mock people. That's what we do. Just like Babu and Seinfeld. Mocking, mocking, mocking. (laughs) That's what we do. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks. I think. (laughs) Uh, Here's a quick one. Zeus,
1: maybe you can help this. This is from Lee Bruton. Have you ever located King? Oh, here's a good one. So King. Yes. One time he was, I heard. Rumor had it that kids, when we were in junior, I ran into him in Harvard Square. And we're like, King! And he was like, oh, you all red and shit. <laughs> oh, you! <laughs> and that was it. But no, no one has seen King since. At one point, I Googled or I tried to look on Facebook. Like eight, You Google King? Yeah, of course I did. See, like, I think like seven or eight years ago. And I saw a picture. It looked like King, but with gray hair. Oh. And it was... And his name is George King. And he was a teacher in Massachusetts. So he had to have been like mid forties or late thirties when, uh, when we had him and you're talking about uh, uh, 87, 88, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. um, When we had him. So I don't know what he is now, if he's alive, but yeah, we've looked at it. There are still people like I, I tell the story now, if I, we, I see friends that were all like, I Don't care if you're a fucking member of the bar association, if you're a fucking <laughs> a police officer, if we see King, we'll like lose it and like drop all professional decorum and be like, King. <laughs> what if King, what if King's on the cruise? What if King what? listens to the show? <laughs> and he's like, Motherfucker. He used to say the word cocksucker underneath his breath. So cocksucker. Yeah. So one of the stupid things I would do is I would always go like, Can I get a drink of water? Like, okay, I don't know why I would do this. I'd get water, I'd walk back into the classroom, and then I'd spit it all out into the fucking... Oh, onto my the, God. Onto the blackboard and just watered me up. and he'd be like, motherfucking,
0: fucking cocksucker. What's the I'm matter with you? you?
1: And he would whisper and we'd all start laughing because he'd be muttering, king! No, we'd go, fucking, fucking cocksucker. Everyone's a <laughs> cocksucker. Dude, we're at junior high, and he's calling <laughs> us cocksuckers. Well,
0: because you were, you yeah. fucking bastards. Oh, uh,
1: He looked like Davy Johnson with poke-mock face. Oh, the pock-mock face. You know, oh, my God. He'd be like this. <laughs> Especially in the morning when he would come, and he'd go to one door, and we would go to, like, before school basketball at junior high, and we'd yeah. see him come in, and everybody would be like, King! <laughs> <laughs> he'd sit there like and do, like, a squint to see who's calling him. It's like, oh, King. Oh, my God. Fuck <laughs> okay. it. No, we've never found him. I've looked. I've Googled. I've gone on Facebook. At one point, I thought I had him. But, yeah, I don't know what happened to poor King. All okay. I know is with a month left of school, he finally fucking quit and had enough of us. Oh, poor King.
0: I mean, come on, poor King. All right. here was, Here's a good one. Uh, this is from Diego Pizarro on Facebook. If KISS were to start making a new album now, who would you want to produce it? I got an answer for this one. Okay. All right. This is easy for me because they've done stuff with Bob Ezrin and Michael James Jackson and Eddie Kramer and all those guys. One producer that they've never worked with that I think would be fucking spectacular. And this is in my mind because everybody is celebrating the 30th anniversary of the black album by Metallica is Bob rock. The sound that Bob rock can get out of these bands. He did the cult Sonic temple. He did the Metallica black album. He did Dr. Feel good by Motley Crue. He's done Bon Jovi. He's done Aerosmith. He's done amazing stuff. All of his albums sound fucking ballsy, amazing production. And he's like a f- friggin' drill sergeant like like with 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 band members. Like Metallica fucking hated Bob Rock, but then again, he went and produced a bunch of more albums with him because as much as they hated each other, they loved and respected each other professionally. And he just just gave them huge success in the 90s. I know some people don't like those albums, but he did. So I would love to see a guy like Bob Rock get his hands on a kiss album.
1: I'm glad because you thought outside the box, I'm thinking inside the box there's no okay. way I want him to do an album with more than Bob Ezrin again. Okay. It's just not. I mean, I think he brings out the best of them. Yeah. I think Revenge, uh, The Elder, and uh, Destroyer, I think he gets them to perform their musical instruments better. I think he knows how to help them with the songs. Um, you know, I get that they got fucking all caught up in the, the craziness of The Elder, but you still find some really good songs in the middle of that mm-hmm. other yeah. than the like, oh, we got to have a theme to this. We got to have this to be the opening. And Paul's going to sing a serious like I get it. But Ezrin's my man.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I agree with that. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that or, or Eddie Kramer, but Ezra now the band being older and being a little bit more mature and having guys like Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer in the band. I think Ezrin could create a fucking masterpiece. With yeah, that with right it, exactly. With them. I, I really think he could. Yeah. Good stuff. We appreciate that one. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, next we go to our good friend, Sean Hammond. This comes from uh, Facebook from Sean. He says, what do you think? How soon will kiss 2.0? If we're
1: to believe that there is a kiss 2.0,
0: How soon will that start after the end of the road tour is completed and over?
1: They're not doing anything kiss 2.0 until after the 50th anniversary. Okay. No way. Okay. They're going to bleed the 50th with the originals and then maybe afterwards.
0: Okay. So you think so because. If Paul in that Ultimate Classic Rock article says that he thinks the show, the, the tour will go to 2023, technically that that's 50 years since the start of the band. It's not it, 74 was the first time, the band was 73. So
1: here's what I, I how I look at it. Yeah, they won't do it. They'll stop the end of the road then. Yes, they're going to come back and do some special concert, a Vegas show, 50th a anniversary. live perverse yeah. performance of something and And do the fiftieth anniversary show. There's yep. no way they're gonna do it when they've already introduced new characters and then come back and say, uh, new characters, get off the fucking stage. We're coming back. Like yep. they'll do their fiftieth. And then what I think, if they're smart, they'll do something new while they're alive so that they seems like it's given them their blessing because there'll be nothing worse than if Paul passes or Gene passes. And now somebody else is playing the demon, without yep. Gene okaying it, it'll it'll it, never fly. Not that yeah, it I, should, not that it should fly anyways. So but I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I'm still. I know they keep talking about. It. I, maybe I'm just wishful thinking, or I'm just naive as a kiss. I, I'm still not putting a, a bunch of stock into this Kiss 2.0 thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see it. But who knows? But if you're right, if it does, if if, if Kiss 2.0 is a thing, it, it ain't gonna happen for a while. Because the end of the road tour is going to end. They're going to try to find a way to milk the 50th anniversary yeah. out of it, which which they deserve to do. I mean, how many bands can celebrate their 50th anniversary? Not many. So that, that does make sense. But uh, no, great question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll move on to our buddy Bill Sharp on Facebook. This is a good one. What songs that were not on MTV plugged would you like to see,
1: given the acoustic treatment by the band? Ooh. Yeah, you're going to make me think. I know. Um, Shit, I've got to kind of look at the album. All right, I'll I'll jump in here. I'll jump in Uh here. So for me,
0: the one one thing that I learned about MTV Unplugged from Kiss and probably from a lot of the bands, particularly Zeus and I, the grunge bands that we love when they did their MTV Unplugged. I'm a huge fan of the acoustic stuff. Okay, I love when bands do it. And I absolutely loved when Kiss did it. Because I think a, a lot of their songs proved how well written they were because they translated spectacularly to unplugged. I would like to see when they do heavier songs unplugged just to get a kick out of what it would be. like I mean, I'm not saying I want to see like unholy unplugged. that could be that could potentially be laughable. Um, but maybe some stuff off of love gun, like like the title track, Love Gun. Like, what would that sound like unplugged? I I think it could be fun. I think it could be cool. Um, You know, I know it's easy to say songs off of an album like Dressed to Kill or the debut album that are a little bit softer and more lightly produced would translate better to to the unplugged. But I think a song like Firehouse would be fucking amazing unplugged. Um, Pretty much anything off Dressed to Kill would probably sound great unplugged because there is a lot of acoustic overlay on those songs. Honestly, I think something like Tears Are Fallen or Who Wants to Be Lonely. I think stuff like that from th- those songs that are very well crafted, I think would translate very well unplugged. I'd love to see it. So you don't like
1: think hate would more translate. I think that would not sound good. No, agreed. No. All right, So I'll mix it up. I okay. picture them on the Kiss Cruise doing this because they've done yep. it. Yep. Number one, I would say something like All The Way. Yes. Okay, number two, I would say a song like "Magic Touch." Okay, number three, a song that would definitely work, and they don't play, is "Reason to Live." Mm,
0: yes, definitely. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, that, I mean, and, it, and, it, and it's funny because that that is exciting. We, we we keep talking about the Kiss Cruise, and I know for me, what I'm getting fired up for just the, the craziness of hanging out with all the guys, but. We are going to see kiss. They're going to be there and they are going to be doing like acoustic shows and there is going to be like an yeah. inside venue show. I mean, it's yeah, going to be freaking crazy
1: shit. Yeah. Fix your expectations, buddy. You're getting love gun and fucking everything <laughs> else
0: on the arena show. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But I think I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping on some of those acoustic sail away stuff. Or some of those other shows, we get some, some mixing and matching and stuff. I hope we do, but we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, all right. So here's one on Twitter from our good friend pocket. Rocket ride. We're going to ask this question to answer it more as a PSA, because I want to be able to answer you and let everybody else know that maybe if if you're new to the show. So his question is, because I think pocket rocket ride might be new to the show. After you finish the kiss discography reviews, are you planning on doing the solo discographies of current and former members? Yes. And we've already started that. Um, We call those the kiss family tree albums. We have already done Vinnie Vincent Invasion, All Systems Go. We've done Ace Frehley Trouble Walking, Ace Frehley, Ace Frehley, and we did Paul Stanley Soul Station.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to the rest of them. We're still working them in, but uh we enjoy doing those.
0: Yeah, we're going to we're going to mix and match. We don't have we're not doing everything in order, so if you want to go back and listen to our previous episodes, like we throw in an album review, we throw in a compilation review, a live album then we'll throw in, you know, a kiss family tree album. So nothing is in order. Uh, Every time we do an album review of any type, it's always kind of potluck. So stick around for that because you you never know. We know we might be doing Peter Chris out of control next. Who knows? Yep. Yep. Uh, Okay. So this is one from a Facebook DM from Gordon Duncan. And he says, everybody knows, well, this is his opinion. Everybody knows that Peter can't play a full concert anymore. Ace is out on tour, so he can at least play, but he's not at his old energy level anymore. Paul has some, quote, help singing. So my question is, if the original four reunited for one concert only, but the entire thing was lip synced would you pay to see it no okay so if they announced a the show what if you all right let me ask you this let me let me, uh, let me paraphrase the question what if we bought tickets for this event and we found out from our friends who are seeing the show prior to our show that this was the case would you still go or would you get rid of the tickets i
1: get rid of the tickets. You would. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to see. A, look, no one's saying they're fucking 100%, 1000%, whatever, live right, right now. Right. But it's not a full fucking lip sync contest. Correct. Correct. You know, I don't want to see that shit. See, I think this is where me being a kiss
0: footy pajama wearing guy shows up right now, because if I can see these guys all on stage together one more time, I I I, I, I probably would just for the spectacle of it. And to watch
1: I, and, fucking them going, like no, I'm, I'm no, memeing, no, I, I, I'm seeing I, I, them singing, shout it out loud, like, I'm not tr- even singing. I, I'm, I don't want. To I understand.
0: I understand. I understand what you're saying with the lip singing. I'm more imagining it as maybe the maybe some getting help with the tracks musically. You know, Peter, Peter getting some help with the triggers and the drum, and Ace and Paul getting some help with some backing tracks musically and vocally. I mean, if the I, whole like thing, I do want to know.
1: I don't want to. No, I know, I know. I know. I don't want to do it.
0: Right. No, I, and, you're, and you're right. I, I agree with you. That, 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 would be a, that would be a tough one to deal with. I, that would be a tough one to deal with. I agreed. Um, that's a good question, o Gordon. Thank you. A lot of, a lot of Kiss fans are going to think about that. Uh, it's going to be a tough one there. This one's on Twitter. This comes from Elephant and Stars. That's his Twitter handle. Am I still allowed to call myself a Kiss fan, even though I think everything they did after Love Gun? is garbage. This is a genuine question for you fellas. Yes, but you're wrong, but yes. Of course you yeah. Are. Yeah, absolutely. I would never judge a Kiss fan over anything, but I'm going to judge you on this one. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, honestly, I, look, Kiss is our band, we talk about them constantly, we do the show every week. Uh, if that's where you stop, that's fine. Look, there are people like me that don't listen to Black Sabbath with Ozzy and a lot of people think that's sacrilege because Aussie is Black Sabbath. I listen to Dio Aussie. That that's me. I'm a Black Sabbath fan. Some people might be like you're not a Black Sabbath fan if you don't I, I like some of the Aussie stuff. But if I was going to listen to a band like that, I prefer Dio era Sabbath. If you prefer original makeup Kiss, that's that's great. You're you're a Kiss fan. I would urge you to give their the rest of their catalog, especially their 80s, another shot. But you're still a Kiss fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody's I mean, got their thing. I would think that Rainbow of all of the bands has the most polarizing. Oh, I like the Joel and Turner. No, I don't. Yeah. I fucking love the deal stuff. Everything after deal sucks. No, oh, I love this. I love this. You know, I think they get a lot of that shit. Yeah. I, you know, but you can still say I love Rainbow. You're a Rainbow fan, but you don't like right. those artists. You know, it yep. is what it is. Yep. No, and I think
0: that that's a good question because you do see people, especially some of these ridiculous Facebook groups, you know, they
1: judge somebody's fandom based on what they like or don't like and everything, but nah, you're a KISS fan, that's fine. You, you know, the difference is, like, do you say I like the early KISS, I'm not a big fan of the stuff in the 70s, or do you say KISS died after 78, fuck right. that, They fucking yeah. and, and you're a fucking idiot for liking anything without, you know, the original four, like come on, that's the shit that everyone gets alienated about, you know? Yeah, agreed, agreed.
0: Um, All right, that's a great question. We're going to go to Twitter for our buddy from Boston. Moving on, 2660850. That's his Twitter handle. Love it. Okay, this is a multi-part question, Zoom. So, okay, if you could interview only one original member for the show, who would you pick? Mm -hmm. What would your number one question be? And... Would you prefer the format to be a standard interview or do something like we did with Bruce with a draft that kind of turned into an interview, but
1: it wasn't just a Q&A?
2: Hmm.
1: As much as I would like to get Peter in here, uh, like, uh, first of all, Peter hasn't been in the band like he was out of the original four. He's been in the band the least. Right. I almost know everything. He's spit out everything there is to know about his time in the band. Yeah. What I'd like to do is ask, get Gene in there. I yep. think if you can get Gene, because Gene has a opinion on everything, and he'll talk. Paul is a, a waste. He's never going to share anything intimate um, with us. So I would say the original member I'd love to get would be Gene. And what would I ask him? Um, probably something personal along the line of like, you know, over the years, you've seen, you know, because you know, going harken back to our last week's episode, yeah, Paul has taken shots after shots after shots of everybody. Has there ever been a point in time where somebody has, like yourself, has said, Listen, I agree, because I've heard you say many times, guilty as charged, yes. Guilty. Have you ever turned back to him and say, Paul, cut the fucking shit with the insults, the undercutting, the the fucking, you know, uh, undermining shit that you do about this stuff so we can actually move forward or leave Peter alone? Have you ever got to the point where you've had to ask him to fucking cut the shit hmm. and, and, and uh, confronted him about his, you know, his vindictive side? I'd be curious to hear him say it. Ah, uh, Star Child. No, that's great. I'm
0: not going to argue with any of that. That's perfect because my pick would be Gene for multiple reasons. What would your first, question be? First, I think it because it'd be the most honest and the most engaging. Uh, Ace would just be funny. Paul wouldn't tell you shit. Peter, I don't know how. Uh, I feel like Peter might be a little boring, but I'd still wouldn't kick him off the show. <laughs> fucking. A, no, it,
1: but. but I'm just thinking like, Peter, what are you going to get from him? Other than like, they, right. fucking stole, they fucking stole. They fucking insulted me. Like, exactly. And, and you know what? The truth is, he didn't really write a lot of those stuff. He, he his buddies would stand and they wrote them together. Like, yeah. it's not like he did shit with the band. And it's like, hey, when you guys wrote this song, what were you thinking? Mm. Like, he had no part in that stuff.
0: Right, right. So for me it would be Gene, my first question would be this. And I would kind of I would phrase it so that he's thinking that I'm asking him this actual question, but then I would hope that as he answers it and we talk, it kind of turns into a little bit about what you just said, your question. My question would simply be Gene, you've heard a lot from the KISS Army about the questions and the problems that they have with your set list every night. Oh, perfect is this all Paul or is this you? Have you ever suggested, Hey, let's play got to choose tonight. Hey, let's throw, let's throw plastic caster in tonight. Or are you right now at this stage in your life, just taking the path of least resistance, playing the songs, you know, and love going out there to the crowd, spitting blood, breathing fire and having a good time. Or have you had a conversation with him in the past about the set list? And he said, Gene, this is what we're doing. And you were like, fine, fuck it. I'm not going to fight with you tonight about it. I want to hear if he's ever involved in the set list. And if he's not, why? And if he has been, what was the response in that conversation he would with Paul?
1: Never do it. He's not throwing Paul in the box. Oh, no, I, he's I know. I not answering that. my question either. Right. But you, it's a great segue, Tom. Yeah, the way right. you ask him and yeah. just simply be. I mean, really, is he ever going to admit it? If we were honest off the off the record, right. I'd say to him, Explain to us why and not like I'm um, some fucking just throwaway asshole like this is what the fans want to hear. Bullshit. Right. Is it because you have everything set up and the way Paul's voice is that you can't alter a song in? Right, you know what? Take a couple of weeks and fucking come up with another backing track for something else and do something is because you guys don't seem like you can play anything spontaneous,
0: right? And though and in the, the format of the interview, I would do what we he he brings up a great point i would do what we did with bruce i would do a gene draft so that so that i could get him to talk about the songs first of all i love that that was what i loved about bruce that he gave us little tidbits about each song but then i would be like gene have you ever thought about playing this song the song sounds great your voice sounds great the bass like have you ever thought about well no not really well why not so i could kind of ease it into that rather than just like a Mike Wallace Q and a 60 minutes sitting across from me type
1: of interview. See, the problem with that is I believe Gene will fucking filibuster you. He will. Oh, I know. Like if you put it to, he talks on every question, you know, I was once a friend with Bob Dylan. You know, I wrote a song with Bob Dylan. I agree. We did this and that. And you're like, dude, you didn't tell me anything about charisma. Like I I asked you, like, that's what the song was. You know, tell me about that. And when I met Cher, I banged her sister as well. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I want to hear about this. He, he'll filibuster too much and go off. That's why I don't trust him to do it. Whereas I trusted Bruce. You know, I think it worked awesome for him when we did that.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it, it would be great. I mean, God God willing that we keep, we keep going with the show. The show keeps growing thanks to you guys that we can
1: get one of those guys on. Do you remember... Do you remember the picture of the two fat twins on those motorcycles? (laughs) They had a sister. I had some fun with her on the Spirit of 76 tour, let me tell you. And it inspired me to write Spit on Revenge. (laughs) She had more hair on her beard than those (laughs) twins did.
2: (laughs) God, here we
1: go. All right.
0: Next one. King Kusano okay. on Twitter. Alright. Do you think that Gene and or Paul are going to recognize the 40th anniversary of the Elder
1: this November? I, I already said no. You I, really th- I think they're going to do a bullshit fucking here's a shit brown colored vinyl that you idiots vinyl collectors going to be like, oh! a shit brown vinyl fucking the elder that's what they're gonna do they're gonna do a usual thing like that a couple t-shirts the stuff that you see on kiss online they're not doing no box set like they're doing for that
0: fuck no okay but do you think okay i first of all i agree with you the the the, the record stuff is going to be that that's probably going to happen because there's money to be made Because they may hate the elder, but they know that fans love it, or some fans love it, I should say. What I'm thinking is on social media, whether it's through an interview or through its own their own personal tweet, do you think that either one of them are going to acknowledge it? You know, 40 years ago this month, we released, you know, Bob Ezrin helped us. You know, we had a a hit with a world without heroes, or do you think they're just gonna because see, I see I think, I think, I think ignoring the elder brings
1: more attention to it. Than if they said something about it. Paul will mock it and he'll say something like this. A lot of a lot of hot talk about the elders' 40th anniversary. To me, it was more like a lot of hot air. Like, like <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Am
1: I gonna get a little chuckle or giggle or something?
0: You so you think if he acknowledges it, he'll make fun
1: of it? Absolutely. Do you re- okay, I think see. he's going to fucking mock out. Some people like this. What do I know? I think it was a lot of hot air. It was just a lot of
0: hot air. Yeah.
1: Kiss, I don't know. I, that's nonsense. Listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. You listen to Mr. Blackwell, not me. <laughs> exactly. I
0: don't know. See, I think Gene... See, that's another question I'd like to ask Gene. Be like, Gene, why does Paul fucking bitch and shit on stuff? Like
1: you're right TG the elder is a fantastic idea in fact here is my here's some drawings where an rtD d2 character ends up fucking the elder and creating the spawn of new elders like,
0: I'm t- glad you asked us the question. We're now selling the 40th anniversary vinyl complete with a toy door knocker, just like the album
1: cover. In this is the imaginary knockers (laughs) in this plastic bag. (laughs) You too, Kiss Tard, can buy it for (laughs) $5.99.
2: All
1: right. See, I think Paul's not going to say anything. I think Gene will acknowledge it. That's my opinion. I think Paul's going to put a fucking backhand compliment. Some people like this. What do I know? Or something like that.
0: Like, he would never say because then his Twitter will be savaged if he says that. Okay,
1: crooked man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We'll get a few more in here. Okay. Our buddy on Twitter, lovely Lance Lumley. Would you guys rank any of the KISS drummers or guitar players in your top 10 of all time in terms of playing skill, regardless of them being your in your favorite band? Why or my, why not? KISS members seem to get left out of lists like that. So your top 10 drummers of all time, top 10 guitar space players, would any KISS member be
1: on favorite? the list? Favorite? Favorite? Yes. Um, best? Fuck no. Not any of them. The only one maybe would be Gene as a bassist. I was I just going to vastly underrated.
0: I was just going to say that. I think the only if you're talking, he says top 10 all time in terms of playing
1: skill. I think if you're tall. I think Paul is one of the best rhythm guitar lead singers. Tremendously. Can underrated. Keep up the rhythm and everything and do a yep. great job. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Gene, he would never do it because he gets overshadowed being the demon and spitting blood and breathing fire and all that stuff. We actually talked about that on our Patreon video chat with a lot of guys. We talked about Gene being underrated as a bass player because it gets overshadowed with him being the demon.
1: And maybe Uh, Eric Carr, maybe as a drummer. Top 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 10 10 of all time. Of all time. No, no, I just don't. I don't see it.
0: We like him. And the problem is. Look, I love Ace, and he is revered as like a god and an inspiration to a bunch of young kids picking up a guitar in the 70s. As much as I love him, there's way too many guitar players in history for him to make the top 10. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. But I think Gene would have a shot, but I, I don't know. That that would be a tough one. I, I'd like to hear what people think about that, about that question, because that's a friggin' episode in itself, right there, Lance. Mm-hmm. Thank you, buddy. Great question. Great, great question. Um, all right, let's go to jc this is an email i love the episode where you guys review monster paul raves how it is a classic not just a kiss classic but a rock classic but since they don't play any songs from it but they still play a track from sonic boom i was wondering how do you think mr sensitive would rate monster now would he still classify it as a classic Thank you for all the great hours of enjoyment, JC.
1: Hmm. Um, I think he's going to shit on the fans and the music public by saying, see, they're not accepting new music. I think that was a good album. I, Yeah, I think he's going to backtrack from the ridiculousness of the comments that he made. It's classic rock. It's classic rock. Well, I would say it's one of the greatest albums released in the last 30 years. Dude, shut the fuck up!
0: Dude, that album is a fucking train wreck. It's so horrible.
1: You're saying that? Don't yell at me. You're saying that? I I don't think it's a bad album at all. I think it's a good. I think it's a bad kiss album, comparatively speaking. Yeah, but I don't think it's a bad album. It just, it's
0: just it's just produced horrifically. It's a yeah. it's hard it's hard on the ears. But to answer your specific question here, JC, I don't think Paul, in my opinion would ever backtrack on a compliment that he has given himself or the band. I don't think he would ever be like, ah, you know what? Uh, years of past monsters. It's not that he'd be like, well, I, I stand by what I said. Classic rock album. Great, great album. It'd stick by it because he's too stubborn to admit that the album sucks. Yeah. And that's the form of kiss. That's the present kiss. Exactly. But we, he brings us up and we've brought this up. Why the fuck aren't you playing a song from it?
1: There's nothing good enough to be played on it. Hello, hallelujah. We saw them. They played that live. I agree with you, but even that shouldn't be played over so many other songs they could play. I know, I know, I know. All right. Here uh, we're cruising to the finish line
0: on our mailbag episode. This comes from Facebook. This comes from Philippe Melander, and uh, he fired off a bunch of questions, so I'm going to take one of them here. We'll get back to Philippe, maybe future episode of question of the week type thing. Um, He says. What kiss song do you think should have been released as a single? Overall? Yeah, like what what's a song that you think if it was released as a single could have been a hit that they should have re- they should have released it because it could have been a hit. Not not necessarily a song that like you love or that's your favorite song, but a song that if they released it could what's have been a song
1: that we always say could have been a hit, should yeah. have been a hit was a million to one on lick it up.
0: Okay. I agree. I completely and totally agree. Uh other than that, and I know we say this all the time, and forgive us, but you asked us the question. Rock and Roll Over had a ton of songs on it, ton of hits. They play them live. They were on a live, too. Great stuff. But a song that should have been a single off that album, I don't understand why, is Mr. Speed, period. The song yeah. is the, the song is tailor-made for the radio. It's not a really heavy song. It's not I want you or making love. It's a nice pop tempo song could have been huge it pisses me off that they don't play it but that is my answer for that zeus says a million to one two songs that we love and two songs yeah. that i know that, that, I, that i know the kiss army loves so all right and wrapping up mailbag 3.0 is our good friend scott donaldson from australia known as the fox in the cover band kisteria where. uh Scott's a big fan of the show. uh, He's been a, a longtime supporter, so thank you, Scott. And his question is this. I was wondering, do you think Bob Ezrin had a positive effect on Kiss? When you look back to Destroyer, even though it was popular, was it his influence or was it that Kiss started writing better songs? He also introduced Ghost Players which we no doubt upset ace and peter and you (laughs) he then produced the elder which definitely hurt their career of course revenge was a great album but again some of those songs could have been better without those breakdowns in the middle such as i just wanna etc interested in your thoughts now this is a good question because we did cover Bob Ezrin a little bit earlier in the mailbag when we talked about producer, but I like the angle that Scott's coming from. He brings up some of the negatives that Bob Ezrin had involving with Kiss. So, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I you heard me when I was talking about Bob Ezrin as far as that's the producer I would pick for a new album. Yeah, overall, it's not even a, a close uh, like a, it's not even close to me. Bob Ezrin is a positive influence on the band. He brought out the best in the band. He brought out great songs from the band and he helped create a lot of these songs. He worked in the early part of the band. He worked in the middle part of the makeup era and he also worked in the non-makeup era. So he can handle any part of KISS and he's worked with many different members. Yeah, the drawback of him creating the whole ghost players, but if the band was strong enough and Ace was better fucking, you know, had some self-respect at the time. Like, fuck that. No one's going to play over me. Um, I think that that wouldn't have been a problem. He would have been overruled, but they didn't. Um, but yeah, Bob is fucking, to me, still underrated with the effect that he had on KISS. Yeah, that, that's a great
0: question because you're right. The, you bring out a couple of the negative things, but as, as big it, or as kind of stand out as those negatives are I think the overall positive effect kind of like what Zeus was saying that he had on the band from three very major distinct important eras of the band the destroyer era that elder era when the band was in complete flux and then their real big comeback with revenge um I think you needed Ezrin for those albums and you in the band needed him and 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 Ezra needed the band too I mean maybe not for destroyer um, but yeah, there are some things about Ezra that I don't like. Um, you know, I don't like his breakdowns. I don't like how he gets a little bit orchestral with some of the stuff on destroyer. Um, the elder, obviously that, that you take it, you leave it. it has, that's a, a love hate album. But I think generally speaking, I think Ezra is definitely a positive effect, but you bring up some points. You, you you can't dismiss the things or I, I can't dismiss the things that, that I don't like that he brought to the band on all three of those albums. Um, but yeah, Ezrin, you know, he's a legend for a reason. Um, and, and he made two legendary Kiss albums, three if you're a fan of The Elder. Um, so yeah, Scott, awesome question. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you for taking us home on our Mailbag 3.0.
1: Yeah, and uh, don't forget, anybody in Australia, Kisteria is doing a big Kissmas 2021 uh, show. I believe it's on Saturday, December 18th, and they've got a Poison tribute band, Tom. No, they so, don't. Yes, they do, called Poison Us. No. Yes. Scott, don't do that. And then he's got a, a, a Pat Benatar, uh, I guess, tribute band called Ooh. Heartbreaker. Ooh. Okay. That yeah. would,
0: that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun time. Anybody in Australia should check them out. Go give Kisteria a, a listen. Uh, those guys do rock. I've seen some video of this shit. They're really, really good. So thanks again, Scott. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Scott. And good luck with that show and stay safe in Australia, my friend.
1: Yeah. And Tom, this is what we do next. Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTeShop.com, and for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTShop.com. At ClickT-Shop you can find lots of kiss-inspired t-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week.
0: All right. And our question of the week this week is going to be a little bit different because we're doing a mailbag episode. So Zeus and I are going to ask each other a couple questions. Mm -hmm. So first question for Zeus, and I might chime in with my answer as well. So this is hilarious that we finally decided to go on the Kiss Cruise. And every year they have a theme. One year they did Creatures of the Deep. And of course, this year, what are they doing? The fucking psycho circus. Oh, oh my God. God. Of of all the things that we have to do. Now that being said, if there's a Kiss Cruise eleven and we go on it, what would you want the theme
1: to be? Rock and roll over. Okay. The forgotten middle album. Okay. Because
0: i you're there's right. so
1: many deep cuts that they don't play. Yep. Yeah, rock and roll over. Yeah,
0: that's that's a, that's a great one. Here's the one that I would want. I would want Super Kiss. The Dynasty Unmasked era with those ridiculously flamboyant, colorful costumes. I think that would be awesome. Super Kiss Cruise 11. That's what I would want.
1: Good question, my friend. Yes. Now, back at you. Okay. So we're on the Kiss Cruise, Tom. The current band is on the cruise. Mm -hmm. one of the former guitarists can come on and play tracks from one of the albums they played and join kiss. So you can get Vinnie Vincent to join them to play from lick it up tracks. You can get ACE that'll come and play tracks from, um, love gun, your favorite album, or you can get, uh, Bruce Kulick to come and He'll play from hot in the shade tracks. Who do you take?
0: Oh, man. See, this is you would think this would be easy, but I'm going to tell you right now. I've seen Ace. I've seen Bruce. And I know this this is not the right answer, but just for the sheer drama and spectacle, I want to see Vinny. I want Vinny on there. I want him to play shit from Lick It Up.
1: Without a second of hesitation vinnie vincent playing lick it up with kiss absolutely L- i've heard fucking ace do love gun album a million times yep, i still hear them playing it right i don't fucking i mean bruce is kind of on the cruise i've seen him play stuff you've yep. seen him in tour on the hot yeah, and shade tour yes i'd like them to play some songs from there because i've never heard them but to see vinnie play and i'm assuming he can play right right, right. <laughs> we're taking a big leap there but they have him play like a million to one oh. or all hell's breaking loose.
0: Young oh. wasted. Oh. Or actually, actually have him play the solo on exciter.
1: Not for the innocent.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'd love uh, that'd be great. That'd be great. That has the potential for a poll question. Mm. I like yeah. it. I like it. That's
1: good stuff right there. I like it. I have one more for you, Tom. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Wait. Since okay. we're going to be on the kiss cruise. Okay. Yep. Honestly, who are you do you believe is going to annoy the fuck out of you first? Steve from part of the hell, Tony miserable curmudgeon Musalem from Restain, your partner Zeus, or Sonny, You got to hear their song, Poonie. Ooh. I'm not including Danny. Cause he ain't going to annoy anybody. Oh man. Who do you feel that you're going to turn back on? Oh, I'm going to fucking choke this guy out in a second. Honestly. Yeah.
0: What do you think I'm going to say? I, <laughs> I don't put it this way. Put it this way. Let, 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 let me, let me back up a little bit. I don't, I don't think I'm going to want to, I don't think I'm going to want to choke anyone, <laughs> but I can tell you right now. If our text group is anything,
1: <laughs> if
0: the if the text group is any indication of what real life is going to be like, I'm throwing Tony overboard.
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god, that was the best content! Oh, it was so much fun. Was, uh, dude, I can't find any milk for the cereal. Like, what the fuck, like, dude? I, is that where your mind is at? Zeus, that me. show was amazing the guy's guitar was out of tune for half the set you didn't pick up on that yeah he couldn't even flick his fucking pick i mean geez, i even do that all day a thousand times faster than he could now you understand what's (laughs) going to happen if he hears this he's gonna think we're
0: serious and that we really (laughs) don't like him because he he jumped (laughs) in on our twitter and he thinks that we're serious about this
1: yeah no no he's he he's gonna fucking be miserable about something there's gonna be a tony moment on the cruise and we're gonna be like are you is this fucking guy serious where everyone's like having a good time and tony will find the fucking like most ridiculous thing to be annoyed about but he might be in an extra good mood on the cruise
0: because of drinking well because of who his roommates are on the cruise
1: oh it's, yeah you buy that There's no. no way that he has two hot chicks he's like ah oh, look at these chicks they're my fucking roommates. there's no way he's got hot chicks
0: what if they will we'll, we'll find we'll be able to verify
1: that they're kiss fans. <laughs> yeah, but what are the, the odds? Two hot chicks are going on a cruise with a bunch of kiss fans. I don't know. They look pretty cute. He showed us a picture. We'll have to see. That's no way that. No, no, no. I think that's sexy enough. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it happened. Let's wrap it up, Tom. You got one for me. All right. Look, I know that we're probably not going to do this, but
0: if we did. One of the theme nights on the cruise is dress up as your favorite kiss song. If what one song, of you motherfuckers? Dress what? up as Shandy.
1: I'm what song assassinate you? What song are you dressing up as? What would I dress up as? I would dress up as hmm. Um, I don't know. Probably like because I'm already contemplating putting on the Catman makeup. Oh, boy. So I'm thinking, what what could a cat man maybe put a bib on myself in a fucking car? <laughs> like, I don't know, <laughs> a, and carry around a hubcap? And like, what are you? I'm baby driver. Oh, yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know.
0: Okay. All right. For me, combining my favorite Jean song with the season of Halloween, mm-hmm. I would dress up as some kind of possessed Evil-looking priest, or 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 something like that, and I would go as unholy.
1: Unholy,
0: okay. Yes, that that's I I can picture that. Yeah, that's what I would do.
1: Yes, yeah, Father Unholy.
0: Exactly. There you go. Yes, there you go. The demon priest. Yes,
1: (laughs) yes. Well, on that note, Tom, where can people find us? Because you know what? Here's the thing. Because a lot of people have been asking us where they can find us. When they're listening to us, so they write to us, where can I find you? Yeah, well, we're everywhere. But
0: you can start off by emailing us at shout it at gmail.com, at gmail.com. Please email us questions, comments, thoughts on the show, episode ideas, anything, things that you love, things that you don't love, whatever, please. And we might not read every one of them on the show, but I can tell you right now, we read every single email that you send us. We talk about them. And sometimes we will read them on the air. Uh, and of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, please comment, interact, tag us. If you're going to a show or if you're going to be at a concert or if you're going to be on the cruise or whatever, tag us, comment, send us direct messages, anything. We want to be part of the whole thing with you guys. So please keep us in- involved with that. Uh, and of course, earlier, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, our wonderful Patreon family, you could check us out on Patreon.com or the Patreon app. Search for us. Please join the party. The family's growing. It's a great time. We got more of those video chats that we're going to be doing and some other fun stuff coming up. So please check it out. And of course, we are part of the great Pantheon podcast network of shows. Tons of great shows, all different genres of music. Check them out. Uh, we're proud to be part of that family. And of course, our good buddy Ed from Click T Shop, who does our question of the week and designs our amazing show logos our shout out loudcast logo, our album review crew logo, and our Zeppelin Chronicles logo, which there's going to be merch coming for that soon, too. So please check us out there.
1: Don't forget you can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We get them all the time. They're a lot of fun to read. Uh, it's always nice to see somebody. Sometimes they don't want to say something publicly, and we'll uh, you know, they can always ask us questions or talk to us uh privately on DMs. Uh, don't forget, you can always subscribe and listen to us on
2: YouTube.
1: YouTube. I had to make up for the earlier one. And uh, on YouTube, uh, like I've been saying lately, a lot of our, our show is constantly grown. So make sure you subscribe to us there. And if you can, go online to iTunes. Give us one of those five star, star. child reviews so people can find our podcast. Because we get that question. Where can I listen to you on YouTube? Listen to us on our podcast, wherever you Thank find you. your podcast, wherever on your iPhone, your Android, whatever you wherever, whatever app you use, whether it's Spotify, iHeart, anything. Just look for Shout Out Loudcast and you'll find all our episodes listed there. And if you could give us one of those five star child reviews, we greatly appreciate it. As a matter of fact, Tom, we got a new one. All right. What do we got? This one is from AB858. Now, last time, BTBAM rules 310 gave us a nice one, but we okay. have no idea who the hell that is. Right. Please identify yourself. Let us know. We'd love to thank you for that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and same please. thing
1: with Antonio Brown858. I don't know who <laughs> AB is, right? <laughs> yeah. And his headline says, Do these guys even like Kiss? <laughs> That's fantastic. I sometimes wonder if these guys even like Kiss. You wanted the best; you got the best Kiss podcast in the world. Shout it out, Loudcast! I feel like I'm listening to my Kiss friends chatter on about the hottest band in the land. Although I can tell they prefer Fake Fraley to to the Ace, I can oh forgive goodness. them for that. <laughs> Tom and Zeus are amazing. Can't wait till the Zeppelin Chronicles start rolling out. Do yourself a favor and click subscribe you won't regret it that is
0: awesome thank you buddy but you are under a big misapprehension if you think we prefer you in your words fake frilly but no. thank you for the thank you for the review anyways that's amazing great yeah. great stuff
1: no this is an awesome re- um ranking and review here for us we greatly appreciate these. these do a lot of help for us and i mean this is this is a this is part of the stuff that we sometimes Get all emotional about it, but you guys are the best, literally yeah. the best, and uh, we thank you enough. But you know, I'm going to jump on uh, on what Tom made the comment. We're not fake Fraley fans. It's part of our thing that we think that people get all butt hurt about Tommy being in the band. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, fake Ace. Nah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we like Tommy. But in the in the in the real world, I would say Tom. I don't know if you agree with me. If Ace could be like like coherent, Ace. I'd oh, yeah. in the band. Uh, no doubt. Of yeah. course. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's not. So that's nope. why we'll take right. what we get. Exactly. But this uh, this uh, review is greatly appreciated. And please keep them coming, guys. We think it's a big help to us. If you could do that, we tip the hat to you. And thank you.
0: Thank so, you. Absolutely.
1: Tom, with that being said, do you have any famous last words for me? I do.
0: Uh, and in honor you do,
1: of. And
0: an- yeah, they? I do. I do. And in honor of all the Bob Ezrin talk tonight. Okay. You watch me playing guitar. And you feel what my fingers can do. And you wish you were the one I was doing it to. Well, listen,
1: you have got the great expectations. Oh, man. All right. My turn. Send an SOS, baby. I'm your man. If I don't make good, honey, no one can. Oh, man. That's oh, bad. Oh, no one can. Wow. That's bad. That's right th- off the that,
0: that, that. You mean Black Dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah radar for love oh yes it's the radar for love oh boy
1: yes tom thank you loudcasters thank you kiss army thank you everyone that sent us an email uh a dm uh a tweet anything that you guys did to help this episode thank you
0: absolutely guys thank you so much we appreciate all the submissions Uh, The mailbag episodes are always fun for us. You guys send some great questions and we read a lot of them tonight. So thank you so much for that. As always, uh, everybody out there, the Patreon family again, thank you guys so much. Zeus, my friend and partner in crime here. Thank you.
1: Peace out girl scout. We love you.